You're tuned in to the ETPU Sports Net, and this is the Texas Tiger Podcast. This is a And welcome to another edition of the Texas Tiger Podcast. I'm Adam P. Ledyard, the Assistant Athletic Director for Communications here at East Texas Baptist University. Today on our podcast, we have another interview with ETBU men's cross-country and track and field student-athlete Mac Broussard. Welcome to the show, Mac, and thanks for coming to the Tiger Den Studios today to talk to us a little bit about yourself and your time here at ETBU. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. So first, let's uh, let's... Hear a little bit from you. You know, tell us about yourself, where you're from, your major. You know, a little bit of of who Mac is. All right. So my major is uh, business administration, and I'm focusing in management and have a minor in marketing. Uh, I'm also dual enrolled. I just started my master's of business administration program here at ETBU, so I'll be uh, continuing that when I graduate this December. Um, I'm from Hancomer, Texas which is a super small farming town, kind of right in between Houston and Beaumont, uh, so southeast Texas. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was born in Lafayette, Louisiana, so I'm originally from Louisiana. I have four older siblings, uh, two older sisters and two older brothers, and then three younger brothers. Oh, wow. So there's eight of us in total, so to say the least. Uh, big family. A, yeah, big family grew up in a busy household. In a so. small town. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So we had to definitely uh, find things to keep us busy. Uh, I was involved in Boy Scouts of America, 4-H. Um, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout and Boy Scouts. And then in 4-H, I showed livestock and other home education projects and whatnot. Um, and then when I was about 17, I uh, started volunteering at the local fire department, the Hankamer Volunteer Fire Department. And did that for a few years, which I'm still active in when I go back home. Uh, so I volunteer there. Man, I'm learning a lot about you that I never even knew about. Yeah. I grew up in a small town in Ohio, so I know small town life, 4-H. I showed pigs and rabbits and did oh, yeah. photography. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I totally understand small town life. Now, the question is, is small town, how many stoplights? Oh, none. No stoplights. Oh, no man. Stoplights. This have, is a breeze through small town then. We have um, maybe two or three stop signs, a post office, and a fire department. That's that's pretty much that. It. That is small. Yeah. Now, is it the school there, or did you go to the next like district over? Uh, so I was homeschooled so, uh, until I came to college, and um, the, the nearest school is the next town over. There's no school in Hancock. Nice. Yeah. And then... The brothers and the sisters, probably you guys kept busy with each other playing games. and Oh, yeah. Especially uh, being homeschooled, we knock our homework out and then just have the rest of the day to kind of flexible schedule, do stuff. We learned a lot of hands-on stuff. Uh, my dad was able to teach us a lot of stuff about, you know, farming and different types of uh, metal work and woodworking and stuff. We I was going to say, you probably had a lot of chores with animals. Oh, yeah. What, what did you show? Uh, so I showed uh, a steer, I showed pigs, chickens, turkeys, uh, rabbits one year, um, a goat one year, 
and then wow you did it all yeah i did i did it all on the home ed side i i did baking competitions uh different types of cooking competitions uh photography uh, so it was it was busy it was a lot of fun are, are you busy. dating anybody right now i am wow lucky girl <laughs> you're gonna know a lot of this stuff on how to be a, a great husband and an eventual father because of everything that you've learned from your time yeah i'm hoping to, to keep it with me that's awesome so uh back to the family it's it's just interesting my sister-in-law and brother-in-law have nine kids and so oh, it's wow. always we we watch them and and see how they're raising their children and, and the fun times that they have with his, their children how how was it and how much fun was it to have that many siblings it was a lot of fun. We have a pretty good uh, age spread. So from my oldest sister to my youngest sibling, there's about a 20-year di- uh, age difference. Uh, the closest sibling, I'm a year and a half younger than, than one of my sisters. So I always had someone who was kind of like going through the same stages of, of growth, I guess, uh-huh. uh, growing up with me. And we, we always had a lot of fun. We like my mom always used to say we're like two peas in a pod, just going everywhere together, <laughs> playing and when we were kids. So it, it was it was fun to have someone to do like that, uh, do stuff like that with. But then um, being able to you know learn from my older siblings' experiences, and then um, trying to be an example to my younger siblings now is uh, something that I find really cool about having both older and younger siblings and such a big family. Oh yeah, that's that's a great experience to have and and it helps you kind of learn to be a like a father figure but also learn too because you're pro- you're right there in the middle, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you get to help the younger ones learn, but your older siblings helped you learn and so you can kind of pass that on and you're already in the teaching process. Yeah. Great. Those are great skills to have as you go out into the world. Wow, that's pretty cool. I never knew that about you. Yeah. You learn something new every single podcast when I do this with the, the student athletes. So that's why we do it. We get to know our student athletes and tell their stories. Yeah. So um, growing up small town, livestock, uh, probably a lot of different food options in your life. Uh, we'll, we'll first hit on the food. Um, what are some of your favorite foods that that you uh, like meals, items to cook, even going back to your childhood and and, and being at home. What's what's some of your the the, the food esque part of your life? Oh yeah, so growing up uh, a little bit in Louisiana, and then all my extended family still over, live over there, so we visit, and um, it's definitely Cajun cuisine for me. I love all Cajun food. Um, gumbo, of course, is kind of like the highlight, and I mean, I don't know if there's anyone who can cook it better than my dad and my grandpa together is just <laughs> outstanding i can't think of cajun food without thinking about their gumbo so that's also one of my favorite things to cook also uh, they pass down the recipe to me so i like cooking it also nice now cajun checks here in town how does it how does it rate like it's probably different from homemade but is does it give you a little bit of taste of that it's definitely different and it's not as uh southern i guess southern louisiana uh, yeah cuisine, but it's it has a few uh, hidden gems, I'll say. Yeah. They got, they got some pretty good stuff over there. Cool. So you can have a little bit of that taste while you're in East Texas. Yeah, when I start missing it too much. Yeah. We, go home. Uh, our first podcast I did was with Kalen Bruno, and he's from down you know, in the boot 
in Louisiana, plays mm-hmm. football for us. And he was talking a little bit about the Louisiana food and how much he misses it and the oh, things that they cook. And oh, yeah. it's a totally different culture, you know, and he, he's on the ocean down there where he came from. And so he's got a little bit of different of Cajun, but, uh, I'm learning a lot more about Louisiana. The more I learn, I, I kind of like the state, you know, the more that I learn about it. Oh, so yeah. and their cultures with the food and, and things like that. And then, then of course, uh, uh, at Orjan, I, I kind of like him too. He's kind of a, a funny figure to watch too. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, um, what what's you talked a little about your gumbo that you make? So on a like a, a race day, you know, is there a certain like process you go through uh, that you have to eat this and do this and be focused and ready to go? Yeah, for me, it really usually comes down to what's going to be acceptable to my stomach that day. And then um, still getting in like the micronutrients that I need to perform. So I focus on a little bit of protein on race morning, uh, some carbs, just to have extra energy. And then um, a little bit of natural sugars, preferably. Uh And uh, some caffeine usually is kind of my, my go-to mix. And I, I switch it up how I, intake that with the foods i eat but yeah it's usually my my race is clean cut nothing extravagant not like uh not like cajun food that's for sure it's just <laughs> you can't eat that on race day can you yeah that's for after the race <laughs> yeah. oh man so combining that with with music uh what what is some like we talked a little bit before we started the podcast genre of music you like uh the taste of music, you know, can tell a little bit about a person. What's your your taste of music? Uh, so when it comes to taste, I always usually uh, kind of gravitate to beats that are either slower, kind of chiller beats, uh, a more relaxed rhythm of music. Mm-hmm. And when people ask me, like, what's my favorite genre or type of music, it's always hard for me because I really do listen to just about everything from jazz to rap or hip hop or R and B, um, anything that just has like a kind of a relaxed beat though is kind of what, what I pick up on, what I kind of relate to better. Bluegrass. Oh yeah. Yeah. A little <laughs> bit of bluegrass also. Yeah. I throw that in there every now and then too. I, I'm right there with you. Like it's just the moods that you're in kind of across the board. You know, I use a Alexa at home with the Amazon music and, I just kind of spout something and she starts playing something. I was like, Oh yeah, that's good. I like yeah. listening, but I'll, I won't remember the names. Yeah. I like listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Like I don't have like a favorite because it's, it's hard to remember like all the favorites that you do like. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just such a broad yeah. palette of music. Yeah. 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 Although I do have my, my favorite overall is born and raised a Buckeye, Ohio State marching band, hang on Sloopy. I could listen to that all day and I've kind of probably wore it too much in my family because my wife was like, oh, are you playing that again? And I'm like, I like it. And my boys start to, they, they, they're like, oh yeah, hang on Sloopy. And so that's probably my one main go-to that I like listening to. And yeah. it, it gets old for other people. But for me, I'm like, man, that's just one of those songs that it won't ever phase me. Like it's something that I'll always be able to listen to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, moving on, you know, you're technically in your, is it your senior year now? All this, all this stuff that's happened eligibility wise, I'm not sure where you're at anymore with what's going on, but 
academic wise, you're in your into your senior year now. Yeah, yeah. So I'll graduate uh, this December. So. I'm- oh wow! So it's like you're almost done, and then you you you're starting your master's too. I think we talked a little bit. You said. Yeah, yeah. I'll be in my master's program after that um, until December of 2021. I'll finish my. Master's okay. Program. So then how did you hear about ETBU and what, what sold you on coming here? You know, you're a homeschool athlete yeah. and, and Southeast Texas, you don't hear about ETBU too much down there. How did you come about becoming a tiger? So I got a text message one day from the uh, assistant track and field cross country coach at the time, Jamal Williams. Uh-huh. And he just texted me asking if I had found a place to go to school yet. And, uh, I had, conversated with him and he said you know why don't you just come up and meet coach pray there tour the school see the facilities and stuff and just see see if you like it see you know if you have a spare day come on up so um i came and getting to know coach pray there and and jamal and the program that they were working towards and stuff is probably what really uh sold me on it was uh that appealed to me a lot coach pray she's a great coach and uh jamal was also and they they probably are the ones who are most responsible for getting me here. What, what what was something that sold you when you got up here on campus? Um, facility wise, or just uh, just overall, like, like overall. yeah. I mean, what what made you think this is where I want to be? So the the campus definitely uh, kind of appealed to me. It's just you know groundskeeping does a great job, so uh-huh. it's a good looking campus to say the least. But uh, yeah, it was really just. Coach Brather's uh, coaching philosophy, and I'd talked to her for I don't know how long when I was first meeting her the first few times we interacted. It's just about, you know, how, how she coaches and then getting to know her at the first few practices and stuff when I did come here is, uh, is probably what, what got me over here. I was really uh, – running is like something that's, you know, a passion of mine. Mm-hmm. It's more than just I'll, – I'll run for the rest of my life, I always say. Right. Um, so it's it's more than just about the sports, and I seen something you know where I could like excel and um, do good in a sport under under a good coaching staff. So now, did you have a a high school team that you ran on through the homeschooling association? I did um, for my uh, junior and senior year of track, and my senior year of cross country, I ran with the Lake Houston Conquerors. So it was a uh, co-op homeschooled um program mm-hmm. where homeschoolers from all around like the lake houston uh houston area we would meet and practice and then during season we would race a lot of the private schools around houston uh so we did we did get some pretty some pretty good competition and then um in track and uh we had a there's a state championship meet uh, homeschool state championship meet and then there's even a national meet oh wow um, so i was able to compete at the state meet uh three years and then um one year i ran as an independent my first year and then uh went to the national meet once nice so, yeah it was it was a pretty good experience cool so you got to have that that competition experience and, and get your name and face out there for the recruiting process and and different things like that yeah yeah cool so in this time of the pandemic, uh, the way things ended in, in spring, you know, the track team was just starting to get to know each other and, and peak a little bit after I think they had two meets. Yeah. Um, you know, so 
How, how has your life been in this COVID era, dealing with academics, working out friends, competition? How did you work your way through all this? Um, I think overall I've tried to just keep like a, for the most part, upbeat attitude uh, towards, you know, all the regulation and stuff, everything that's going on. Um, yeah, I think just kind of holding on to that and just, uh, you know, taking it as it comes, just adapting and working with what is uh, what is available and provided, you know, given the circumstances and then trying to stay safe and healthy also uh, has been interesting, so to say the least. Did you run a lot? Like, did you go back home? Like, it was during spring break here at ETBU, or did you, were you the one the ones that were on campus? How did, did you work – back home and, and do the academics online? Where were you at during that time? I, I stayed here on campus. Um, I was working here on campus also. So switching to all online was kind of, uh, it changed up some of the classes for sure. I, I liked all the classes I was taking uh, this past spring semester and switching online kind of made it a little hard to keep up with. Uh, yeah. So it was kind of a lot to juggle to say the least, but um I think the instructors didn't, all, all my instructors at least did a really good job of adapting to that, I feel, and uh, getting us prepared to, to go online. So Yeah, they did a really great job here of, of adjusting on the fly and yeah. accommodating everybody as it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, just everything from Dr. Blackburn on down and how they've handled everything from March has been phenomenal. And, and, it, and it shows now, you know, in almost November, school has grown facilities look good i mean it's it's top notch what they're doing and working yeah. through all this and that's what's neat to see how god has blessed our school and our administration of them being hands on and and listening and, and and feeling out what they feel like god's showing them to do yeah yeah so uh did did you get a chance to run a lot during this time i mean being on I campus did. and yeah. you know and, and and it's different from other sports where it's more the only contact you really have is on is on your meet day right. uh, when you're going through. So uh, during this time, you know, did you work on your your times to try and improve yourself, or did you just do your daily runs? How what did you do during that time? Yeah, so we definitely changed the structure of the training program we were doing because getting ready for track, um, we were ready to like start putting in some intense workouts, getting, building up speed, and right. we completely changed that um, since we were going to have almost twice the normal amount of time that yeah. we did before this fall, you know. So I was able to get in a lot of mileage runs, honestly. I just go out and run, you know, the long runs, 10, 10 12 miles, whatever was for that day. and Wow. Yeah, do, that, <laughs> do that over the summer just to kind of – maintain and build a good mileage base and yeah um, a lot of lifting too so nice weights because without without the season it's kind of open things up to to take advantage of the opportunities that you wouldn't usually get Mm -hmm. during seasons right um so focusing more on uh, fundamental rather than like uh, top end speed you know so building that better athlete through this time yeah yeah that's really that's that's cool put it well, we're going to take a break right now and hear from our sponsor, Dairy Queen of Marshall and Hallsville. And when we come back, we'll have the DQ Blizzard freeze out. We'll be right back. 
When you're hungry for a taste of Texas, only your local DQ has the burgers, blizzard treats, and baskets you love, like the DQ Chicken Strip Country Basket. Four golden chicken strips, fries, our famous Texas toast, and country gravy. It's the perfect meal that pairs perfectly with your favorite treat. Stop by DQ today for the best treats and eats in Texas. DQ, that's what I like about Texas. This is a And welcome back to the Texas Tiger Podcast. I'm Adam P. Ledyard, and we're sitting here with Mac Broussard in the Tiger Den studio. It's now one of the most important times of the podcast. It's time for the DQ Blizzard Freeze Out. The DQ Blizzard Freeze Out, where I try and freeze out Mac on a, a rapid answer questions. And if he pauses, I win, and he's frozen. But then he'll have a chance to redeem himself and ask me questions and try and freeze me out. So, Mac, I've got a set of questions here. All righty. Are you ready? They're not, they're not too hard. I think you'll be all right with them. See what I can do. All right. Favorite race course? ETBU race course. Of course. <laughs> Favorite sports team? Saints. New Orleans Saints. The most famous person you've ever met? Kevin Hart. Favorite condition to run in? I like fall, early spring conditions where it's still kind of cool and yeah. Favorite road trip? I went to Sacramento, California uh, to run the Junior Olympics uh, my senior year of high school. Shirt or no shirt? Went running. Uh-huh. Uh huh. If it's the summer, no shirt for sure. Yeah. <laughs> shoes or bare feet? Uh, shoes, but I do not shy away from bare feet running. Yeah. Cold or hot weather? I prefer the summer, but I'm I'm comfortable in the cold also. Beaches or mountains? Mountains. 10K or a marathon? Marathon. Boston or New York marathon? Boston. There you go. Hey, you yeah. did pretty good. Kind of in the middle for him because I, yeah, I tried to yeah. – it's kind of hard because I tried to gear it more towards what – the running styles to see what you would, and it sounds like you kind of like it all, you know? Yeah. And, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> all yeah. right. Well, I guess I didn't really stump stump you. So, uh, let's see what you got. Yeah. I, I just have a few that I took down a uh, favorite sports movie. Ooh, first that comes to the mind right now is remember the Titans, but oh. I also like, uh, I just forgot the name. There's another football movie, but any football movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sports car or luxury? Oh, how about luxury SUV? Okay. Okay. Uh, your favorite holiday? Gotta be probably Christmas time off with the family and seeing everybody open the presents. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, favorite DQ blizzard. Oh, I like the Oreo blizzard with extra Oreo. Oh, that's my favorite too. Oreo. Yes. Yes. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, summer or winter? Oh, summer by far. That's why we moved south. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't like dealing with... I grew up in, in the winter with 
snow and ice and sub-zero weather and yeah don't miss it yeah <laughs> hey those are pretty good yeah that's all about all i got hey yeah. it worked we yeah. we're both good we didn't freeze each other yeah which is yeah, a good thing <laughs> so uh we're gonna finish up here i got three more questions for you and uh getting to know you a little more talking before the podcast you know trying to i learned a lot about you with with you know the small town and the family but uh, we, we talked a little bit about a, another hobby you have outside of running is hunting and fishing. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. What, what got you into hunting and fishing? Yeah, so growing up in southern Louisiana a little bit and then always visiting back over there, it's definitely in our family uh, to, you know, sportsmanship, outdoor sportsmen is definitely embedded in our family. So Man, I can't. I wouldn't even be able to tell you how young I was. The first hunting trip I went with my dad, and a fishing trip. But it's always just been something—a a really good bonding experience for mm-hmm. my family. Um, that, like I say, I started young and have been going with my dad for. Uh, man, I can't even think. Probably, years, probably since I was like six or seven years yeah. old. At least first hunting trip I took with him, sitting in the deer blind, all camouflaged out and just <laughs> waiting for something to come by uh yeah and and you said that one of the the big moments you did was a canoe trip talk about like, this canoe trip you did yeah my dad and i have been on it twice and one of my younger brothers uh, mason he came with us one year too we went on a six it was about 68 mile canoe trip during the, uh, the summer it was through the chafalaya swamp and the chafalaya basin and um, we brought our fishing poles, and we stayed out there for about a week. Um, oh wow! Yeah, we were with a we were with a group of Boy Scouts, and we um, we paddled. It was very. I think there was one day we didn't paddle, but every other day we had one rest day. Every other day we were paddling and canoeing through the swamp, seeing the alligators. I was gonna say, did you get to see many gators? Oh yeah, yeah. Snakes. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it's big spiders. So they they have like these wolf spiders. In oh the swamp, my! And it, they're they're a pretty good size, and they get on the trees, the cypress, the cypress knees that uh-huh. come up from the water. And if you're like uh, on the bank or something, and pulling your canoe out, you'll be almost standing on one and not realize it. Big, huge spiders. Oh so my those goodness! Are, those are always interesting to deal with. Did you swat them and try and kill them? Yeah, you kind of just splash water at them, and they kind of just like scoot away. <laughs> they're big, but they're not not too. Uh, how how close did you get to a gator? Uh, so there was a pretty good sized gator. I remember this so well because we took a video of it. It was on the bank. It was probably a, a almost ten or twelve foot. Oh wow! And, um, my dad had the GoPro out, and we were slowly kind of approaching the bank, getting close. <laughs> um, we probably got. Uh, 15 feet from the bank and it came towards us and down into the water to go like underneath us when it finally got spooked and uh we got to it, it came out to be like a really cool video so that's cool that's probably the closest we got but i'd, I'd be like man I'm, i have to be a little calm because that's a big gator yeah, it, was, it was about as long as the canoe we oh in, my so, goodness so one yeah. of those that could probably flip it real easy yeah yeah we were definitely uh Cautious to say the least. And and you, we talked a little about what you like to hunt. Like, what's some of your favorite game that you like to hunt? So I really love uh, waterfowl hunting. Probably duck hunting um, is 
probably my favorite type of hunting, but I hunt deer, pigs, geese, um, yeah, I, I, all kind, all kinds of hunting. I just really like getting out there in the woods. I'm, a, I'm definitely an outdoors person, uh, so getting out in the woods and hunting some stuff and hopefully getting something and going the whole process of cleaning and cooking it with my dad is just awesome. So I was going to ask how much of it do you guys eat while you're there or take oh, it back? It, we, what we don't eat there. We take back with us uh-huh. and we freeze it, cook it for the family. So yeah. nice, yeah. man, you've had a lot of great experiences. Shoot. I, it, it's, it, it's just intriguing hearing more and more of your stories. And it's like, man, you only got like a little more time here at ETBU, and I'm glad that we get to talk to you and hear really who you are before you move on. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy about it. So, uh, ETBU is is a uh, you know private Christian institution, and they do a lot with uh, you know mentoring and um, bringing along student athletes and and students in their walk with Christ. How has ETBU grown you in your spiritual life in your time here? Um, so I think, you know, coming to college in general, um, you know, moving out of, moving from home away from your family and stuff, it can kind of, um, put, you know, your spiritual growth, the responsibility of your spiritual growth back on you. And I feel like here at ETBU, it's been a good place for me to kind of, uh, recognize and then, you know, take up that responsibility of my spiritual growth. So, yeah, I'd say that probably, you know, just coming here and just not going to church with your family anymore. And we have chapel here on campus, but even, you know, outside of that, just the the encouragement of, you know, being surrounded and other people of faith is kind of, you know, it helps you recognize and take charge, of, you know, your own spiritual growth. Um, you You grow up a little bit. You move away from what your parents have taught you and grow into your own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's recognizing that responsibility and then upholding mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. You start to learn a lot when you move on your own and go to college. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> and that's the growing process, you know, kind of uh, making mistakes and learning from them and, and finding people that have gone before you and learning, you know, from their wisdom and, and things like that. Yeah. So with that, uh, you've been here three years, uh, and you're now in your senior year. Uh, a little bit different with your senior year with with the the pandemic and stuff. But uh, what what have been some of your favorite moments in your time here at ETBU? Not to be biased to my to my coaches and sports uh, the, my teammates, but it's definitely some sports moments I've had. Um, my sophomore year cross-country season uh the conference meet we had ran there two weeks prior it was super muddy so we were waiting for it we knew what to expect at conference it was still pretty muddy not as bad but um we went i ended up getting individual champion and my team uh qualified for regionals that year Mm -hmm. and i think that was like just such a highlight for everyone i think Almost everyone who was on the team ran a PR that day. We were just all on. We were super motivated. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of my best memories from here at ETBU. But besides that, I think the bonds we make, like 
going on these six, eight hour bus rides, cross country team, track team. We're just in the bus. We hanging out, just getting to know each other, bonding is mm-hmm. that's, you know, great memories that I have when I think about my time here. So, and you've got to see some great competition cause you've gone to regionals all three years I have, yes. and, and seeing what it is in our region and, uh, you know, and every year you've been in the hunt for that conference championship, winning it your sophomore year and competing both other years. And so, uh, you, you've been able to, uh, be in that hunt every year for the championship. Yeah, that's definitely been something that's extremely motivating by itself, but it's helped me stay motivated as mm-hmm. I've, as I've grown and developed in my athletic career. So, and, and I thought it was pretty cool too. As we grow the track and field program, uh, in 2019, when, you know, you were the ASC like point champion for track and field. Yeah. yeah you know, and, and seeing all that, and I was like, go Mac, man. That, that's awesome. Cause it's, it's history that we get to be a part of and celebrate cause it's never been done, yeah. you know, and, and just to be able to see that happen, especially in my position in athletic communications. You know, and seeing student athletes do so well with that, it's just so cool to see history when that happens. And when, when, when I saw that come across, I was like, Oh, this is so cool. Yeah. I definitely have to attribute a lot of that to my coaching staff and then my teammates and got great teammates, great coaching staff. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, and we haven't said much about coach Natalie, but, uh, she's done a great job of bringing both programs along and into the light regionally and putting them in that spotlight where, you know, each year we keep getting those better athletes coming to ETBU for each sport. Yeah. I mean, even just with my time being here, I've seen that same type of development. We're definitely getting more and more competitive on the conference and regional levels. So that's why I'm, I'm super excited about this upcoming shortened cross-country season and then yeah. season after that so. yeah it, it, that we didn't really get into that but you're gonna have like cross-country season is like february and part of march yeah. right and then then you're gonna take a few weeks off and then you got to transition right into track season and yeah. it, it's gonna be compacted but it's gonna be kind of neat too because you've got a chance to at your at your level a chance to win two ASC championships within a three-month span. Yeah, same semester. Yeah. So we'll start, uh, our first meet is in January. Yeah. And then we'll have two other meets, um, most likely going to be both in February. And then um, towards the end of February will be our last meet. And our first track meet is right there at the first weekend of May, uh, March, I'm sorry. So it'll be like maybe a week Maybe a week between our last cross country meet and our first track meet, but it'll be. And your training's going to have to be a little bit different with it both combined, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be, you know, a, a cycle of peaking for cross country championships, but then getting ready to sustain the, the season of track and getting yeah. ready again for in April when we run uh, conference championships and track definitely going to be an interesting time to see how all this comes together. It's going to be historical. It's going to be fun. It's going to be crazy. Uh, all within a three month time span, you yeah. know, and especially on our part in athletic communications and piecing together schedules, just looking at it yesterday. And 
February and March are just going to be insane with athletic events. Oh, yeah. And it's it's going to be a, a great time for ETBU and the promotion and the things that we do. And very busy, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And like I said earlier about just kind of adapting to the circumstances we have now due to the pandemic and stuff, I'm finding ways to just get excited. Like, I'm really excited about this upcoming, like, even though it's short and it's right before track season, I, I'm I like doing new things. So right. it'd be interesting to have this new, you know, format to this new schedule to run. It's yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah, it's gonna be fun to see how all this pans out with you guys. So we're we're excited here. We're we're uh, getting ready and pumped and promoting everything for that second semester for when all the athletes come back and everybody jumps in and starts playing. So it, it's gonna be an exciting time and we can't wait to see what happens. But uh we want we wanna thank Mac, for coming by today to the Tiger Den studio to be a part of this podcast. We want to thank everyone for who that is listening and remind you to go follow us on social media under Go ETBU Tigers. Until next time, this is Adam P. Ledyard. Thanks for listening to the Texas Tiger Podcast. This is the Texas Tiger Podcast.